Welcome to Camp Radio United, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio United, discussing important issues and trends that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio United. My name is Kevin Pearge and I'll be your host. Today is a continuation from last podcast as we sit down with uh, four youth pastors and begin to talk about just uh, what it's like to uh, conduct Bible study and worship time during these changing times in our world and just staying connected to their youth. Uh, today we have uh, Andy Hennard, we have uh, Donnie De La Cruz, uh, Mark Elson, and uh, Patrick Miller. Guys, thank you for joining us and coming back into the second time. Uh, let's just begin our discussion today. So here's my question. Do, do you feel like that this is, not that this is going to be norm, you know, we're, we are relational people. Uh, we, we have to socialize. We have to, we, we have to be close to each other. And, and that's always going to be part of us. That's a part of our DNA. But do you think this type of uh, Zoom type of uh, Bible study type of uh, texting type thing, do you think that's going to become somewhat of a norm uh, from this point forward? I think it's something that's going to become part of our strategy as uh, reaching and discipling students and and families. Uh, It used to be kind of a supplement, you know, online was pretty cool, trying to get stuff out on Instagram or Facebook, you know, that's a supplement, but no big deal. We'll still be able to see them on Sunday or Wednesday or have a small group. Now it's like, this is, this is what we have to do. It has become our ministry philosophy because we just can't necessarily go over to a house because, you know, everybody is on different levels of what social distancing means to them. Some of them think, yeah, six foot. Okay, sure. No big deal. Others like, don't you even step on my yard. I'm not taking any chances. And so you're, you know, learning different nuances, but I think some of the Zoom type discipleship, I think is going to stick around. A couple of Wednesdays ago, one of my students invited a friend of his to join us, which I thought was cool. And then I find out his friend lives in Maine. And so there's another level of of outreach uh, because, I mean, think about it. We go to camp, you know, our kids, we make friends from all over the nation is this going to connect the churches? Because what if next Wednesday, you know, one of my students invites a friend from Fuge or or whatever that lives in Mississippi to join. I think there's an avenue of connection, but but I think it's going to stick around and be a part of our our strategy. Um, Some estimates are saying we're going to social distance for 12 months to 18 months is some of the things that I've heard. Now, how reliable, we'll see. For us, we did some leader training yesterday with, well, Saturday with our leaders. I think it's a phenomenal platform for training our volunteers because uh, they have a hard time getting together. Getting them to hop on their computer for 30 minutes to an hour seems a lot easier. And so I told our leaders that this is moving forward. As long as I'm the student pastor, this is how we were going to do our training. Then the other thing is, I don't necessarily think that this is a bad thing because I feel like the church for the longest time has been stuck in tradition of just doing things the way they've always done things. 
there's usually two types of churches. One that like maybe plans for something before it happens. And then there's the church who reacts to something once it happens. And I think this has really made every church think, okay, well, we've got to think about the future more than just this week. I actually think that this could be extremely creative for the church, lead us to come up with new ways of reaching people for the kingdom of God. But I've also really been encouraged because I think it's shown the world that the church is not going to stop regardless of like the platform or what's going on in the world. The good news of Jesus is going to be shared whatever way possible. Uh, and the church is like an unstoppable force that's going to get that good news out. Uh, for me, I've looked at it and said, if this were the new normal, like if this was how it was going to be moving forward for student ministry, I'm not worried. Like I'm not scared about if we'll be effective. I was reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 the other day, and it says that we plant the seed, but God causes it to grow. We might like water it, but God's the one that ultimately causes seeds to grow. And it just made me like take a breath and say like, I don't need to worry about this because like God's going to grow seeds that we plant. And so right now I'm just like throwing as many seeds out there as I can and hoping they land on some, some good soil and grow from there. But God does the growing. We tell our kids that all the time. It's not your job what the results are. It's just your job to share and God will do the rest. I listened to a message yesterday about uh, how everybody's saying like, let's go back to normal what normal used to be, but some of us have been praying that God would do something miraculous, that we didn't want to be stuck in normal, like we were so tired of the way things were one month ago, that if God, you would just do anything, please change hearts, minds, and souls. And now we're all sitting here praying that God would take us back to normal. And the reality is that maybe the normal that we had was way better than we thought it was. I've actually seen some really good stuff come out of this, in my opinion. Uh, piggybacking off Donnie and Patrick is I think it's going to cause us to value our relationships with each other that much more. Like doing the coffee discipleship that Donnie was talking about, it's going to make us value that time to be more intentional with it instead of going, oh, yeah, we got five minutes left. We need to talk about what have you been reading in the Bible. It's going to be more intentional about, hey, let's just jump into this and then we'll We'll catch up a little bit after we talk about what God's doing. And I think from what Patrick is saying, it has thrust the church to truly be flexible and to adapt. Uh, I think one of the struggles that I faced is I've been full time for about 20 years. I have a way, I have a system that I've grown accustomed to. And now I'm having to completely rethink, you know, the old dog is having to learn new tricks that he already thought he knew. So, and I'm seeing that some of the younger guys that have been in ministry, maybe 10 years or less, have been a lot more flexible, adapted a lot quicker than maybe some of those in my shoes that have been at it for a while, uh, that I've had to completely relearn how to think about ministry because I've been in a certain pattern for so long. And I think uh, our churches too are being thrust into this rethinking how we do things that I think is going to be for the better. You know, every change comes with grumbling because we don't know what the other side of change looks like. But I think Patrick hit the nail on the head that, you know, some of this is going to be stick around. And as a church and as leaders, we need to know and live that flexibility that sometimes we joke about. 
uh, because I've had to learn a lot in the last month that I never thought I'd need to learn. Has this affected your family in any way? It has greatly affected me. I've just got to get this off my chest. I am going nuts. I like being out going around. Now I'm sitting in a house. I've got two computer. I've got a laptop and a computer monitor sitting on the dining room table, two backup hard drives, trying to focus to do what I need to do. And I've got four kids doing school at home. Uh, my wife is out doing her ministry and she's got a part-time job now. And I'm trying to work. I've got kids having questions about who is Margaret Thatcher. I've, my seventh grade. Sorry, my daughter is doing a history test right across the table from me. My ninth grader is doing algebra in the living room. My fifth grader is in another room doing, doing wordly wise or whatever it's called. And then I got to go through math with my first grader in a little bit. So uh, sometimes I have to put my to-do list aside to take care of my family. And sometimes that drives me nuts when there are things that I've got to get done. My dog is getting a lot of walks right now. <laughs> Uh, one way, my wife is a nurse practitioner, uh, orthopedic nurse practitioner, and so she's been furloughed, and she hasn't worked in probably about a month just because they canceled all elective surgeries. So there's a financial side of it that has affected us. I have actually really enjoyed working from home. I don't have a window in my office, and right now like I'm staring outside in the sun. That's been good for me. I've been uh, reading a lot of scripture, like five, six chapters a day. That's been good. I like people. I like being around people. And so I usually go to the gym four days a week for about two hours. So that hasn't happened then. And so I've had to be creative with ways of working out at home. I hate running. And I, that's like my main way of exercising right now is running. I literally find myself like one mile in just thinking about how terrible this is. Memories of football, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think just the way that, that everything has changed in the sense of like you turn on ESPN and you're watching sports and now you turn on ESPN and you're watching just the MJ documentary. That's like it. That's all that's on right now. And so I think it's kind of disturbed lifestyles can't eat at restaurants anymore you know with your friends or anything and so it's actually been good in the sense that you know i'm literally around my wife non-stop but then the bad thing is like we were supposed to go to a wedding at the beach and it's been canceled and travel's kind of not happening right now national parks love to hike those are closed which makes no sense to me but it is what it is i think i may be kind of the uh you know, the challenge is just, yeah, sometimes it's just like, I got to get out of this house. I, I come into the office in the mornings. My office, I, I joke, I call it the, the fortress of solitude because I'm separated from everybody else in the church. They all have offices upstairs. I'm downstairs. You know, it's great on days like when you got to get some work done, nobody bothers you. You know, I, I'll put my phone off the ringer and I can come in and, and just get stuff knocked out. And so it's, it's fine with this because I can come in. I haven't, you know, other than I went to get my mail, I could have not seen anybody uh, today if I had, had chosen. So usually that's what I'll do. I kind of mentioned, you know, before it was just so busy. It's been nice for me to just kind of slow down a little and, and like, yeah, I can go home. Yeah, I'll work from home in the afternoon. So I can kind of, if I need to do work in the evening and do stuff like that to get ready for something, I can do that. I got a lot of Bible studies in the evenings. I'll go home, you know, have lunch, get some stuff done while my kids finish up school. 
And then Patrick, I've got a meeting with, with Tony Horton later. So he's getting me in shape. So that's been, been my fun thing. I'll go, well, and then the girls will come in and they'll, I'll exercise and they'll, they'll join me. They like, uh, just jumping around and getting crazy. And so we'll do that. So I, I don't know that I have as much of the challenge. My wife has had a lot of the challenge because she doesn't get to get out. You know, I get to come out uh, and at least get in for a little bit every day or, or do something. And she's kind of stuck with them all day. So she's, she's going a little crazy and they're going a little crazy. Let's kind of shift gears a little bit and really let, look and discuss about camp, about summer camp, about retreats, uh, that's kind of heavy on on youth pastors' minds. Uh, what do you do with this? Uh, I mean, we're not really kind of certain. For most places, June is a wash. <laughs> so, are you still thinking summer camp? Are you thinking about retreat? Are you are you scrapping everything for the year and going and thinking about next year? What are you dealing with? We, we uh, my camp was scheduled first week of July. We go to Centrifuge every year. They've already canceled all of June, so our kids' camp has already been canceled because they were set to go kind of into June. You know, things our VBS we have temporarily rescheduled for the middle of July, and we'll see if that even pans out or if it has to get pushed back. But right now, I mean, I'm like seventy five percent sure we won't have camp. That they'll end up canceling it. Any, even if we do, I don't even know, you know, if students would go, if parents would, I know a lot of parents probably wouldn't even let their kids go that, that normally go. And so I'm, I don't really know what's going to happen. Um, I'm kind of feeling it's probably just not going to happen this summer. And hopefully I'm hoping in the fall, it's a little more normal and we can do this, but yeah, I'm also, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of preparing. We may not hardly do a big event the rest of this, this year. So I don't know. I think I'm just kind of up in the air on everything. I, I have a feeling camp's over, and I'm just kind of – I'm hoping that fall stuff will will be able to meet. My plan is uh, – we luckily, we didn't have camp scheduled just yet. We were still kind of fishing around uh, for the right summer camp, but uh, we did have a big church-wide mission trip to Costa Rica to go help plant a church, and that got moved. Um, and so I think our plan for, for the youth ministry is very dis- – once things do open up a little more public-wise, like we're really close to Sevierville, Pigeon Forge, Yatlinburg. So, you know, our plan is to like maybe do some monthly out activities just to just to go have fun and, and make it, you know, maybe, you know, just like I said, disconnecting in, in unique ways. But as far as I like can for the summer, I, I, I don't see that happening right now. Hopefully, like, a, a, you know, we had our winter retreat, the D-NOW. Um, that's something that the kids would be looking forward to come 2021. But I, I think, you know, like Patrick was saying, this isn't necessarily a, a very bad thing. This is this way to be creative and kind of break away from the norm and the routine of, of the kids ministry. Even in youth ministry, we all know, you know, we'll, we'll go do a big camp or a big retreat and everyone gets all fired up. And then the month later, like where all the kids go, where their fire go, they got school going on and it kind of dies out. And then the next big thing happens. And and so I think this is going to, to kind of break away from that. And, you know, I, I was reading in Ephesians this morning about equipping the saints for the, uh, for the work, you know, and building up the believer in maturity. And so this might be in the summer where, cool, hey, we're not, we're not doing anything big and fancy. Um, let's just kind of go back to the basics and, and, you know, try to mature the ones that are, that are wanting to be matured in, in the faith and um, do that in, in unique and different ways. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to to camp right now in retreats but I don't know man yeah we're we're in the same boat we had camp scheduled for June and that's been canceled and uh, we were going to Fuge and of course they've canceled everything in June I'm thinking we're pro- most likely going to reschedule Fuge for for 2021 
July, I don't know what we're doing about Vacation Bible School. We traditionally uh, do it the third week of July. We just don't know what things are going to look like at that point. Uh, I'm trying to think through some of the uh, some different creative things that we can do because I do I do youth VBS and our teenagers also work with kids VBS. So we're uh, I'm working with our children's director to see what we can do, and we just haven't really come with a solidified plan yet because we don't know what July is going to look like because we barely know what next week's going to be. That kind of treading water at this moment as far as what we're going to do. So we we're going to go to Ridgecrest in June. We were going to go the last week in June to Ridgecrest for Fuge, but it was canceled. So we moved to July, but not Ridgecrest because it was full. So Charleston, South Carolina. I guess I might be overly optimistic that it happens. We got about 10 seniors that are graduating. So it would be their last summer camp experience as a student. So we were hoping that uh, it pans out and that we'd get to go do that. But uh, if nothing else, I got a sweet backpack from Fuge. Our VBS, we usually do it in June, and we moved it to July temporarily. We sent out a survey to our church asking them what they thought about VBS, and surprisingly, a lot of them were saying we shouldn't do it this year. And our children's pastor is the one who handles that, and her children's pastor was like, I am not doing digital. Like, we are going to do VBS. And then whenever they got done with the surveys, I could just tell it was like a totally different thought process for our children's pastor because of the people that were supposed to volunteer and serve were saying maybe they wouldn't help this year. Uh, We take a fall mission trip every year because Oak Ridge has two weeks of fall break. And we go to, we've been going seven times over the last four years. We go to uh, Queens, New York, which is literally like the epicenter of all of this. Like they are getting demolished right now. So I'm not sure that's going to happen this year. I'm not sure we're going to be going there in the fall. And then the other dilemma for us is trying to figure out how to honor seniors during this time, figuring out ways that we can be creative if we don't have a physical gathering for a while. And if we do, it being small physical gatherings, I think we'll be able to resume resume like midweek service, Sunday school in the youth department pretty quick. Um, right now, all my marbles are on us going to camp in the summer. And then if that doesn't happen, my prayer just during this whole time is that God shows me how to be effective and that it's a statement that Paul made in First Corinthians when he was talking about the apostles, how God used their foolish teaching to save those who believe and that God would use my foolish leadership, foolish preaching to save those who might believe. And I feel like there's like been this shift in the church from like us seeing people get saved to us just trying to get people to, I don't pay attention to us. And so my prayer during this time is that he would allow us to be effective. Like I might be able to do extra Bible study on apologetics during this time, or I might be able to take some time and walk with, um, I have never in my life taught girls about on like relationships. I usually leave that to females to teach, but I have like made it a point to call every student in our ministry. It was about 75 kids and they're just wanting to talk on the phone for like unbelievable amounts of time. And it takes a long time when you call that many kids. 
I was talking to someone on the phone the other day and I was like, all right, I'm going to go. And they're like, well, I got nothing else to do if you want to keep talking. And I was like, sure. We're at 45 minutes, but if you want to keep talking, like, sure. And so I don't know, maybe uh, getting creative. I know some of the other youth pastors in Knoxville were talking about doing something, some type of like a weekend thing, if nothing else, late July. And that'd probably be my backup plan if camp doesn't happen. Well, I know we're in usual times, and, and guys, I, I really appreciate that you uh, being open just to be able to share your struggles that you're facing really on a daily basis as you're trying to disciple your students during, during this time. So I really appreciate you taking the time and be able to share with that. Also, I'd like to thank our listeners to our podcast today. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions for our guests or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thank you for listening to Camp Radio United, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.